Hello everybody, welcome to the 11th episode of Zdenek's English Podcast. <clears throat> Excuse me, maybe I should stop with this strange voice or something is going to happen to me. Maybe I'll have this voice forever as a result of messing with my voice. Sort of not being grateful for the one I have. The God punishes me with this. What are you going on about, Zdenek? You really mustn't put the listeners off with the nonsense at the very beginning of the episode. Maybe you can do it later when the listeners sort of get used to it and uh, maybe they will get to this state when they have listened to 20 minutes already that it's like it's they must they must finish listening to this podcast because they started it and it would make no sense to listen to just half. But you shouldn't really discourage your students, dispirit your students not students, actually, they are listeners. Don't call them students. You are even making this worse, Zdeněk. They are not necessarily your students. Some of them might, but you rather call them listeners. It sounds more profound. Okay, so please don't, don't do this anymore. S- start, start talking about what you're supposed to talk, okay? Okay, I will, I will, I promise. On my precious, I promise. Okay, <clears throat> enough of this alter ego stuff. I think you are getting bored with this, because so am I. So, this is episode number 11, and it is called Language Analysis. I'll have a look at some grammatical and vocabulary mistakes I made in uh, the previous episodes of podcasts. Uh, namely, it will be the episode Massive Project, which uh, consists actually of four parts. And, uh, you know, initially I wanted to talk about Luke's English podcast and helpforenglish.cz, but unfortunately it uh, got out of my control and I ended up talking about uh, the holiday with Saudis, which I meant to do too, but uh, um, there was a kind of a failure in naming uh, the episodes and uh, unfortunately it's all called Massive Projects and it has four parts which is rather confusing, I admit, but it's it's a good experience for me, you know, uh, it's a lesson to learn from, and uh, in future I might understand this as a warning that I mustn't uh, do this again. Maybe soon I'll reach level two, like in the gaming vocabulary, This I'm on level one, and because I'm getting this experience by making mistakes and killing my enemies and monsters, I will soon progress. To level two and then I'll get new skills and I'll be more powerful as a podcaster and you know I will have strong spells and I'll just be stronger and better and uh, I'll get more listeners I'll attract many more listeners from all around the world which after all is what keeps me going in this podcast this is what uh, makes me want to do more episodes so you listeners are the true motivation for me of course So, once again, this is one of those self-correction episodes where I look back at the errors I made previously. Now, maybe you're thinking, Zdenek, are you kidding us? You are a teacher. You claim to be an English teacher. And a teacher should know everything. Does this make me a bad teacher? That I'm not sure sometimes, that that I hesitate. Well, I think a teacher should be confident in the classroom. But this is just my own approach. I'm not afraid to face my own errors, which first of all makes me uh, humane and secondly it gives me the opportunity to analyze my errors 
and maybe it could serve you as a role model as well. Um, you know, I'm the one who is learning English, even though I, I'm teaching it, I'm also learning it. And uh, I, I'm aware of the fact that it is a long way to go and I need to make a progress. I need to go through some difficult periods. I need to go to, through some rough patches. And uh, this is why I'm doing this episode. Thus, maybe you could benefit from the strategy I'll be offering here. Sorry, this was a, a kind of signal disruption here because I put my phone too close to my computer. Sorry, it won't happen again. Oh, hopefully it won't happen again. It might not happen again. It shouldn't happen again. Maybe it won't happen again. It could happen again, but I'll try to make sure it won't. Actually, it is quite possible that it will happen again. Okay, silence now. Well, not literally silence, because I need to uh, keep on talking, because we are on a podcast, and if the podcast is silent, eventually you might find it a bit useless. You're going to listen to four parts, because the Massive Project episode had four parts, so I'll try to look at each error chronologically, and there will be a brand new approach of doing this. I'll tell you a sentence with a mistake and then I'll give you some time to think about it. Maybe if the time is not long enough, there is nothing easier for you than to press the stop button and then come back to it after you think this through properly. And when you think you know the correct answer, or even if you don't know it, then you can simply carry on listening to my explanation and correction. Listeners, just remember one rule of a thumb. Every time you listen to my podcast, watch out for the mistakes I make and tell me later in the comments. You are helping me this way, you're helping the other listeners too, you're making this language episode analysis easier because, because you're helping me to spot my own mistakes. Remember, I'll scratch your back by you know, doing these podcasts for you and you will scratch mine. This is an English proverb. I'll scratch your back, you'll scratch mine. And you know, scratching my back would be quite useful for me, especially after the mosquito episode, because I have got a lot of red itchy spots all over my body, and I even sent you some pictures on my Facebook group, Stanek's English Podcast. Actually, I, d I don't have them anymore, but I, I did have them last week. They're gone now. They're gone. Because I listened to the mosquito episode carefully, and I remembered how to kill a mosquito. And to be honest, I even avoided going to places where they can be found in large numbers. Okay, I think my dog is even telling me here that it's high time I got down to some business. Just, a, just one very last remark from me. After you have listened to this correction episode, at the end of the podcast, I want to spend a little bit of time um, talking about suggested topics or themes for future episodes. Okay, that's it. Now comes the jingle. Alright, so let's get started with the episode Massive Project Part 1, which was the third episode of the Next English Podcast. So first of all, I said I pushed back after realizing the girl is a racist and has some racist friends. So what's the problem there? Let me give you some time to think about it. There is a problem with the phrase over push back. Uh, I should have used backed off or maybe step back but push back would mean 
actually something else. It would mean that I did something uh, to the girl. I push her back or move her to a place somewhere. But this is about me and my movement. In other words, I gave up on the girl. I backed off when I realized she was a racist. Okay, another one is I don't consider myself being a good skier. Okay, here's the problem with what follows the verb consider. Uh, especially if you have the indirect object myself there, it must be to be. So it should go, I don't consider myself to be a good listener. <clears throat> Sorry, I mean skier. I consider you to be great uh, listeners, of course. All of you. Actually, you can use a verb in its ing form, in the gerund form after consider, but it has a slightly different meaning. I consider uh, moving out. In this sense, it has a meaning that you think about something a lot, that it's kind of on your mind, that you are contemplating it, thinking about it, weighing your options, looking at the advantages and disadvantages. You are not decided yet. You are considering it. It's one of your possible options. But what you cannot do is to use the verb consider myself plus ing. This is something you simply can't do. And this is exactly what I did. I sometimes do things which I shouldn't do. It's like forbidden fruit. No, actually, I didn't, I didn't mean to do it. Of course, I never mean to make mistakes on this podcast. I want this to be like an oasis for all learners of English who can get perfect English without any mistakes at all. It's just, uh, I can't do it. I can't do it. Okay, I'm not giving up. I'll fight. I'll fight. For my country, I'll fight for the rights of the teachers. No, I don't think so. I'll just go and play some football or to the pub, have a beer with my friends instead. I hate fighting. I like competing, but I hate fighting. But I know sometimes in your life you have to stand up for your rights. I do this, but I prefer the non-violent way, if you know what I mean. Okay. The next problem was my unclear explanation of the... Uh, linguistic term onomatopoeia. Um, it was too complicated and the example I gave with the word massive was, was not one of the best ones. Uh, let me read you the definition on Wikipedia. An onomatopoeia is a word that phonetically imitates or suggests the source of the sound that it describes. For example, the animal noises such as oink or mow or row or chirp or the examples I use like thud, hush, and so on and so forth. So I hope this time it's much clearer what actually an onomatopoeia is. The last problem in the first part of the episode Massive Project was the overusage, was unnecessary overusage of the word, of the phrase, to be honest. I looked up some synonymous phrases to the phrase, to be honest, and uh, what came up is um, something, of course, obvious, to be frank, to be straight, to be level with somebody. So it's to be honest with you, to be frank with you, to be straight with you, to be level with you. Or you can uh, say honestly speaking, frankly speaking, and all these expressions are just synonymous. I know all these expressions, but for some reason, to be honest is just the one that I happen to use preferably which results in overusage of this phrase and it, does, it doesn't sound stylistically right when 
you listen to such podcasts when you have every five minutes you have this phrase to be honest it doesn't even suggest uh, it, it even undermines the fact that I'm an honest person if you keep telling somebody that you're honest it will have the opposite effect the people will start questioning your honesty and that is the the very essence of this phrase why does this person need to justify himself by saying this all time honest people don't speak about being honest they are honest because actions speak louder than words remember this now I'm moving on to the second part of the massive project episode and to be frank there is not much to talk about but let's see I am talking about what comes up to my head this phrase was uh, a tricky one for me I was never sure if this is correct or not and still I don't know if this is right so what I decided to do is to look for a phrase which would be synonymous which would carry the same meaning but we would be all sure that this phrase is correct so once again by this phrase I intended to say uh, that I said something spontaneously without any preparation that something that just came up to my mind I use the expression came up to my mind and elsewhere later I said it uh, when I start teaching the words don't pop up into my mind which is kind of similar problem here no I'm not sure if this is really correct so I just looked up that the expressions which are normally used for such cases are of the top of one's head so you can say um, I'm, I'm today I'm speaking of the top of my head or off the cuff or uh, from the hip or you can play it by ear I think the um, probably the most used one is the off top of my head next time when I want to stress out that whatever I say is kind of unprepared I can use the phrase it's off the top of my head or just it's off the cuff I have to admit that the next one is just a slip of tongue but still I thought it would be quite interesting for you to to make sure if you know how to use this correctly so I said you are not that crazy as me I was using this phrase to compare you to myself you as listeners to myself and of course it should have been you are not that crazy or you are not as crazy as me um, that as is just not possible and once again it was just uh, accidentally used there okay we are moving on to uh, the third part of the episode massive project and first of all I said that the Spurs you know the Tottenham Hotspur Premier League football team are bad as a team you know I support Arsenal and Tottenham and Arsenal are huge rivals so as a gooner as an Arsenal fan I should have said something way more stronger if I say the Spurs are bad team it's just not good enough I should have used something much stronger let's skip the details here now you know what I'm kind of kidding I I am crazy about football but I take it highway it's just sport so I can be friends with Tottenham Hotspur fans no problem about that although you know I shouldn't do that as an Arsenal as a true as a true Arsenal fan 
maybe you remember that I also couldn't kind of recall um, what the two symbols, what the two basic symbols of uh, Chinese philosophy are, uh, those ones which are kept in balance, you know, that kind of a symbol of black and white. And because I couldn't remember exactly, I was trying to come up with something that was close to it. And uh, for some reason I said, uh, I used the word Xin. And uh, as you know, as you well know, Xin is the front part of the leg. Uh, the one that you actually guard when you play football with Shin pads. So uh, no, this is not right, of course. And I think you already know. That's, uh, that, the, that the correct answer to this is, of course, yin and yang. Yin and yang, uh, the two symbols. Maybe it should be yang and yin. Yang and yin, but definitely not a shin. I also said, you might be wondering what is going on about here. I use this phrase when I started talking my usual bollocks, my usual nonsense, um, that sometimes happens on this podcast when I don't want, when I don't know what to say, or I, I want to be forcedly funny or something like that. The thing is, in this meaning, in this context, uh, what I was wondering what was going on about. It's just unnecessary to use the preposition about. No, it's not only unnecessary; it's just wrong, because what you need is to drop. The preposition about. I was wondering what was going on because it has exactly the same meaning as I was wondering what was happening. You know, if you um, to go on about is also used in English language and it has a slightly different meaning. When somebody uh, is going on about, for example, fashion for way too long, women they like to speak about such things. Uh, and if you are sort of annoyed at could be me in such position actually when your girlfriend or maybe your friends female friends go on about topics that you don't really like it's when they discuss uh, topics that really annoy you and they kind of uh, do it for a long time so to go on about is something else another one was I need some listeners to encourage me doing the podcasts Obviously, here it is a mistake to use the gerund doing, and instead of that, you should go for the infinitive with to, because after certain verbs, among which encourage certainly counts, you must use the infinitive with to, like want, decide, are another examples of this. I also said, I exchanged messages to Luke. I exchanged messages to Luke. Here this expression is a little bit too complicated and doesn't have the meaning I was initially initially intended to use. Uh, it would be much more appropriate to say something much simpler, like we wrote messages to each other, or me and Luke wrote messages to each other. Another problem cropped up when I said, Marek has the same degree like me. Obviously, here we need uh, as, not like. So it should be, Marek has the same degree as me. If I, if I wanted to say, Marek is like me, then uh, it would be correct. 
usage of like there, but uh, after same we need to use as. I also said all my students have to address me in second person singular to show respect. Well, believe it or not, but they don't have to, not all of them. I teach English even some friends. Uh, I told you earlier that in Czech we use the second person singular to address friends, to talk to friends. Whereas if you talk to authorities or people you don't know well, you need to use the second person plural to kind of show respect. And it should be obviously done in the classroom, especially with the children, so, don't, so that you don't lose the authority as a teacher. This is exactly what I do, but if the people become my friends, there is no longer need uh, to do it, even, even if I remain their teacher. There is also a slight problem if you say, uh, I was a classmate of his wife when I was talking about Marek Wied, and, uh, you know, his help for English sight. I said, I was a classmate of his wife. When we have people and we, we want to use genitive, it's the phrase, it's like the, the, the answer to the question whose, if you ask the question whose classmate was I, and you use people there, you don't use of, usually you use genitive s, which is like the s after the name, so, and after apostrophe. So I was, uh, his wife's classmate would be much appropriate. I was his wife's classmate. Okay. Then I also said that Luke's English podcast and helpforenglish.cz are the most popular things on the internet there is. Obviously we must keep the rule of concord here. Concord means that you have the subject and uh, to the subject you need to fit an appropriate verb. In this case it's the verb be. And you can't say uh, is if you have the plural uh, subject. So you need you need are for plural subject. If the subject was singular, then you would have to, you would have to go for is. But in this case, uh, Luke's English podcast and help sorry, Luke's English podcast and help for English .cz are the th the most popular things there are on the internet. Or another problem was when I said. Those learners who benefit of this are Czechs because the website is in Czech. It should be those learners who benefit from this are Czechs because the, uh, the website is in Czech. Uh, you can use of after benefit, but uh, for example, when you want to say what are the benefits of this program or what are the benefits what are the benefits of Zdeniak's English podcast? Well, the benefits are that you can listen to some English. And if you are learning English, it's a good idea to have a large exposure to the language so that you can naturally acquire as much as possible. I also said that Luke from Luke's English podcast is an educated man. He's not man. He is a man. The, the correct pronunciation of a singular of this word is a man. A little bit longer. If you say man, it's the plural. Remember, the singular is spelled M-A-N and the plural is spelled M-E-N. The singular is pronounced 
man and the plural men. Okay, that's it from the uh, third part of Massive Project. And now is the time to handle the fourth part. And then let's have a rest and do something a little bit else. All right, let's kick off this fourth part of Massive Project uh, self-correction episode by... Um, by what? By my handwriting, which is terrible, actually. Everybody knows, all my students know, certainly, for sure. It is kind of kind of unmatched. No one has had worse handwriting among teachers, ever. And if you want to tell somebody that the quality of your handwriting is not really good, you can go for words, illegible, illegible, you can say my handwriting is illegible, or indecipherable, okay? My handwriting is indecipherable. Another one is, I don't read it out what I'm talking about. Obviously, this is a bit clumsy, because since I use two objects there, I don't read it, this one object, it, out uh, what I'm talking about. What I'm talking about is kind of an inserted clause, and in this case it functions as an object as well. But you can't have two objects referring to the same like this. Uh, so it should be, I don't read it out, or I don't read out what I'm talking about, but certainly not both. I don't think it's a huge mistake, it's just a bit clumsy. Another one is, you can see how much you listeners mean for me. Apparently, uh, two is more appropriate instead of four. So it should be, you can see how much you listeners mean to me, not for. Another one is, Messi, Ronaldo, they are as about equal players. This is a weird, weird combination, as about. It should rather be they are uh, about equal players, or they are almost equal players, or they are equally as good, would be probably the best option here. They are equally as good players. Another problem which I located was the overusage of the word lame, which is an informal word, meaning like very weak or bad. Of course, you can use words like weak, faint, uh, feeble, when you want to kind of express that this is weak. For bad, you can use like awful, terrible, horrible, or, for example, dreadful. I also said deferred preposition goes at the end. Once again, the deferred preposition is this, this kind of preposition that uh, belongs to a question word, and it's like when you have the, the question, who are you interested in? So it could be to, in whom are you interested, but you know, in informal English we, we go for who are you interested in way more often. Now there, then I have double problem, which also appeared in uh, the Massive Project Part 3, but I deliberately uh, omitted that because I wanted to do this at once. I saw the video where Klaus steals a pen. This was in the part 4, and then I said in part 3, Luke has episodes where he teaches some vocabulary. Once again, let me remind you, I saw the video where Klaus steals a pen, and Luke has episodes where he teaches some vocabulary. Instead of where, I should have used in which, 
because where is a, as a relative pronoun refers to a place and a video and uh, an episode they are both both not places they are rather abstract ideas or things like video is a thing and uh, a pod a episode of podcast is an abstract idea so you can't use where to sort of introduce a relative clause here we can say Luke has ex uh, experience like me or Luke has similar experience to me but we can't say Luke has similar experience like me and there is another problem with comparisons which is the third in this episode apparently I keep making mistakes in this and I said it seems like as it is it seems like as it is Okay, I, here I overdid it. I can't use like and as. I have to go for one. And with seems, we usually use like. So it should be, it seems like it is. Okay, guys, I think that's it for this episode. I have had enough. Let's shear the sheep and get the flock out of here. And uh, at the beginning of this episode, I promised we would have a look at some of the suggestions for future podcasts. Why I actually changed my mind. We'll do it in the next episode. I'll go through my ideas and comments. And just just uh, to just a quick note, I have got several podcasts in the pipeline, especially the interviews with various people. For example, with my Russian student Artyom. There is one with a Czech guy from a party who used to live in Ireland, and also with another Czech guy who used to live in eight who used to live eight years in England. I've also got some inter short interviews from a party and I have got also an interview with my cousin. So this is what you can expect in the future podcasts. I'm going to go through all of that and gradually, step by step, I'll put it all together. So this is what you can actually look forward to. Because you were wonderful listeners, uh, you deserve a reward. Okay, and now I'm going to play you something that I have dug out in my hard disk here it's the song which I promised you to play in one of the podcasts I talked about the origin of the jingles that I use for my podcasts I told you that this is the song that was created by my friend Haya by my ex-classmate from the secondary school uh, who kind of uh, dabbled into uh, electronic music and who paid tribute to my board game which I had created before uh, by making the song to which I wrote the lyrics. Here it is, this is the full version of the song called Five Obelisks.
Thanks, everyone.